still wet behind the ears. A red line never just jamming his gears. There are those that are and those that ain't. The quickest get stickers, he was nothing but pain. Chartreuse paint. From the back of the pack With fire in his eyes Waving out the window as he passes him by The tension mounds, now he's number two All out of rubber and running on fumes It's door to door, out of turn four He sees those checkers and he hears that roar And the track goes wild Hello there, <clears throat> well, excuse me, welcome to the Andrew Staples Show. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to my podcast. It means the world to me. Man, we have not done one of these in a while. Um, May 13th, I think was the last time I did a NASCAR-only podcast, and uh, it was like, right after that I ended up taking a break, and I'm uh, hoping to get back to it. And I'm not going to dive into every, every race that went on, Xfinity and Truck Series and everything. I'm just going to focus mainly on the Cup Series. We'll mention the Xfinity Series excuse me, in the truck series uh, a little bit, but uh, just going to do a, a recap, and then I'm hoping to, after the Pocono race this weekend, uh, if you're listening to, as I'm recording this, it's July 27th, I'm going to get back to doing a either weekly or every other week NASCAR podcast, because the chase is almost here, and I'm getting excited, you know, I've been excited all year, but my my enthusiasm is getting more and more <laughs> because of the uh, what's what's coming up. So yeah, we're gonna go ahead and dive into it. I can't remember. I think the last race we I discussed was when Brad Keselowski won at Kansas. But I'm gonna do a quick recap of just the Cup Series and uh, of all the winners and the races, and then we're gonna go back and talk about it. All right. So the Daytona 500 went to Denny Hamlin. Man, that seems like forever ago. February 17th. A week later, Brad Keselowski won at Atlanta. The week after that. Or the race after that, Joey Logano won at Las Vegas. Then Kyle Busch won at Cal, uh, excuse me, at Phoenix. Then he won again at Fontana. Brad comes back and wins at Martinsville. Denny Hamlin wins at Texas. Kyle wins again at Bristol. Martin Truex got his first win of the year at Richmond. Chase Elliott got his first win of the year at Talladega, which also started Talladega did a string of second place finishes by Alex Bowman. He finished second at Talladega. He had a car that could have won at uh, Dover, a race that got moved to Monday. Martin Truex won that one, but like I said, Bowman was second. Then it looked like he was going to win at Kansas, and Brad Keselowski beat him there. So he had three second-place finishes in a row. I think that came to an end at Charlotte. That's where Martin Truex Jr. won the Coke 600. Uh, week before that, Kyle Larson won the All-Star race after having to race his way in to do it. Uh, the first Pocono race on June 2nd went to Kyle Busch. Uh, a week later, on a Monday, another rained out race, Joey Logano won at Michigan. Martin Truex comes back and wins at Sonoma. And then finally, Alex Bowman gets his first career win at Chicago. An unbelievable race. And that kind of kicked off a, a string of unbelievable races we had for a while there. Uh, Kyle Larson, on I, th- could, I think he might have had fresher tires. I can't remember now. But he had uh, caught Bowman and passed him. And Bowman came back and passed him back to win the race. So congratulations to Alex Bowman on his first <clears throat> career win. Happy for him. 
a week later, or maybe not a whole week, but on July, yeah, I guess it was, July 7th, <laughs> a very interesting race, the uh, the Coke Zero Sugar 400 at Daytona. Uh, it started out as a very rainy weekend. Uh, the Xfinity race that night didn't get started, Friday night didn't get started till real late, and I think it ended like at 12.30 Saturday morning, and uh, Ross Chastain ended up getting the win, so that was awesome. He's... Uh, a fan favorite of the Andrew Staples show and uh, probably my fourth favorite driver out there right now. So I'm glad to see him win. He's won, I think he's won three truck races by that. he He's won three truck races this year and he should have won a fourth that NASCAR took one away from him. And uh, we'll talk about that, but in a little bit later, but uh, so Justin Haley ended up winning a rain shortened Coke Zero Sugar 400 at Daytona. It was a mess. They uh, had several big wrecks toward the end, and Kurt Busch was winning, and NASCAR gave the one to go signal, so he pitted, and then lightning hit, and it was so weird because they had they probably could have raced another 30 minutes, and may have even got the race in, but if it wasn't for lightning, because the rain didn't come right away, and. Uh, my friend, as you've heard her mentioned on the show before, Sarah, she was at that race and she knew the rain. She was sending me pictures to show me the rain was coming and you could see it on TV. And uh, so it was this point that they didn't get to finish the race, but I was really happy for Justin Haley. I, I love the underdogs. And even though Alex Bowman drives for Hendrick Motorsports, I've always kind of looked at Alex as an underdog and that's why I'm <clears throat> happy to see him win. And, uh, you know, I was glad to see Justin Haley. He had one taken away from him. Uh, in the Xfinity Series a year before uh, at Daytona. He went under the line, and one time NASCAR said if it was the last lap, anything goes, but they've also said boys have at it, and they've kind of backed off on that. So, yeah, congratulations to him and that team, and uh, I think Justin Haley is one to watch in the future. Uh, definitely he's been running good in the Xfinity Series. And uh, so we hope he does well going forward. Oh, but man, the next race was an unbelievable race at Kentucky. Kurt Busch ended up passing his brother and uh, holding him off an unbelievable finish to get his first win of the year. And Kurt, uh, everything Kurt Busch gets in, he do, he makes better. That's a team that ran 15th to 20th every week last year, roughly, with Jamie McMurray. And now Kurt's there, and Kurt's better than Kyle Larson is. And if you had told me that, I wouldn't have believed it. And speaking of Kyle Larson, he signed a contract extension but it only goes through 2020 and if i remember i'm going to get to that at the end of that or later on the episode about some silly season stuff that's going on and it's starting to heat up but uh congratulations to kurt i was so happy to see him win and if you know me i I was a kurt bush hater for years and and deservingly so kurt had a lot of off the field issues and he's had some off the track issues and he uh he's grown on me he's definitely grown up and i think his his wife helped him with that and you know, sometimes that's all it takes is the right woman. But, uh, you know, congratulations to Kurt winning at Kentucky, his first win of the year. And then finally, it took 20 races, <laughs> but Kevin Harvick finally won a race. Uh, Stuart Haas finally won a race. And more importantly, one of my drivers finally won a race at uh, New Hampshire Motor Speedway last week. It was unbelievable. Denny Hamlin, he was like four seconds back with six to go, and he caught him and he roughed him up a little bit. And, Denny Hamlin's starting to get to the Kyle Busch territory <laughs> in my mind. Uh, I'm going to do a list. I mean, uh, my friend Sarah, we're talking about it, and uh, I'm going to do a top ten list and top a top ten favorite list and a top five. Uh, I don't want to say hated, but m- most disliked list. So on the next episode, I'm going to try to have that 
And uh, if you if you're listening to this episode and would like to give me your top ten favorite current NASCAR drivers and top ten current or top five current drivers you dislike, I will definitely read it on the next podcast. Also, anytime you have any questions or comments that you'd like read on the show, please by all means hit me up. Would love to uh, read them on the on the episode. And uh, I started a Facebook page since the last NASCAR episode, so look for the Andrew Staples Show on Facebook. Give us a like. Uh, give us a comment. Uh, if you're on iTunes, a five-star review would be awesome. It would help get the show out there. Not sure what's going to happen. I'm, I'm going to try to do keep doing it till the end of the year, NASCAR-wise, and, and see what happens. But we got to get the listeners up because it's hard with some of the episodes. Uh, one Walking Dead episode I did had 25 listeners back in the season. I did a news, Walking Dead news out of San Diego Comic-Con episode last week, and it only got one view, one listen. So we got to get the listeners back up. Excuse me. Um. So yeah, that recaps all of the winners, as I said. Uh, so let's go through it. Like Kyle Busch has won four. Martin Truex has won four. Brad Keselowski's won three. Joey Logano has won two. Denny Hamlin has won one. Or excuse me, Denny Hamlin has won two. Kevin Harvick won. Kurt Busch won. Chase Elliott won. Alex Bowman won. And Justin Haley has one win. Uh, the regular season points, <coughs> excuse me, Kyle Busch is leading that, and there's a bonus playoff points for whoever is the regular season champion. Uh, oh, excuse me, no, he is not. Uh, Joey, excuse me, has a three-point lead over Kyle for the regular season championship, and all it takes is one point. So you get a playoff, you get some playoff points from that. One point could get you from one round to the other. There's been tiebreakers like last year, Jimmy Johnson missed going the next to the next round by one point. So. Those points matter, and right now it's Joey Logano has 783, and Kyle Busch has 780. I don't think Kevin Harvick has got 691. I don't think any of the nobody's gonna catch those three, and I don't think Kevin can catch Kyle or Joey. Whew, now this gets a little depressing, but we're gonna talk about it. The here's your top 16 in points right now: Kyle Busch, Martin Truex, Brad Keselowski, Joey Logano, Denny Hamlin, Kevin Harvick, Kurt Busch, Chase Elliott, Alex Bowman. Eric Amarola, Ryan Blaney, William Byron, Kyle Larson, Eric Jones, Ryan Newman, and Clint Boyer. Yes, there is a very noticeable name that is not in the chase right now with six races to go, and that is Jimmy Johnson. He and Daniel Suarez are tied for 17th in points, and they are 17 points out. Yes, that can be made up in a race. Yes, technically, that can be made up in stages. But we're going to Watkins Glen soon. There's other races. Hey, we could have another rain-shortened race, and maybe maybe Chris Buescher stays out. Like, he won Pocono a couple years ago by staying out, and they had a fog delay, and the race ended up ending because they couldn't get it restarted. So, yeah, I mean, it's frustrating as a Jimmy Johnson fan that they're in this position. Uh, all three of the Hendrick cars are out performing in points. I said it before, and I'll say it again. They made a mistake. They didn't make a mistake by separating him and Chad. They made a mistake by not giving him a, a cup crew chief, a guy that, that they wanted to promote from within, <coughs> excuse me, within Xfinity crew chief that worked for, uh, one second, worked for Hendrick and JG and uh, Junior Motorsports. But I, it's, it's just backfired, or that, or Jimmy's done. And if Jimmy's done, I think next year will be it. He's got a one. He's got one year left on his contract. I think that. Ally sponsor is only signed on for one more year as well. 
They're already having some sponsor issues. Nationwide announced they were not going to be returning to Alex Bowman, which I don't understand. I'm not sure they're going to st- which suck, but that's been kind of the thing this year. There's been a lot of a lot of driver. I mean, a lot of sponsors the last few years, big names that have pulled out of the sport. I mean, Lowe's, Home Depot, a lot of them. And so yeah, I mean, so you look at the points, guys that could technically win a race that aren't in there. You never know with Austin Dillon. He's hit or miss. Austin doesn't even have a top five this year, so I wouldn't think of him as a threat. You know, a guy that's been running really well, and this is going to go ahead and get into our, uh, what's the word? Not free agency, but uh, one second. Silly season. That's the word I was looking for. News and notes. Matt DiBenedetto last week got his second top five of the year. He's got three top tens. He is... Definitely outperforming guys you shouldn't be outperforming. I mean, he outran some good cars last week and some good cars at Sonoma. And uh, this team is affiliated with JGR, and this is what I'm hearing. Uh, I follow a lot of the rumors, and a lot of these rumor sites I've been following since 2002, and they have been right more than wrong. They're probably 75, 25 right. And from what I'm hearing... Matt Benedetto has not been offered a new contract, and Matt's getting mad about it, and he spoke on it today saying that he was going to be mad if he got replaced because he was the best driver for that car, and I agree. But here's what I'm hearing, that either Christopher Bell, who has been running away with the Xfinity Series, along with Cole Custer and uh, Tyler Reddick, uh, he's going to the Cup Series next year. That There's no way he's not. The question is, if JGR wants to hold on to him, he's going to have to go in the 20, or he's going to have to go in the 11, or he's going to have to go in the 95, which is affiliated with JGR. If that's the case, Matt Benedetto is out of a ride. And like I said, he has been definitely outperformed the equipment. He has outran drivers he shouldn't have outrun, and he deserves to be in that car. Actually, he deserves to be in a better car. And there were two guys right now, if Jimmy Johnson was to say, you know what, I just don't have it anymore and I'm going to retire next year, there are two guys that I would like to see in the 48 car. I don't want to see any of the development drivers they have at Hendrick Motorsports because none of them impressed me. But the two guys that I would like to have is either Ross Chastain or Matt Nibendadetta. So I hope that those guys get in quality equipment. And as you, if you follow Ross Chastain, he had quality equipment. He was going to go into driving for – Chip Ganassi in the Xfinity Series, which he drove for Chip a few races last year and almost won every race he was in. And the sponsorship fell through with DC Solar. So they ended up closing the whole team. He was going to run for the Xfinity title, but he ended up with running for a truck series team, which he's won three races. And he won a fourth race, but they took it away from him. And it was the first time that NASCAR has taken a win away from a driver. And I think from... The adjustment, there was something wrong with the front of the truck. And from what I've been told, it didn't affect the win. Yeah, it didn't meet the requirements, but it didn't. he didn't win that race because of that. And I think NASCAR did that in a truck series on a Sunday when nothing was going on, just to prove a point. And I think it's, you know, it's to scare some of the cup teams. Like, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to try us because we will, we will take the wins away from you. And it really was disappointing. Brett Moffat ended up winning, but that truck race that Chastain had taken away from him. But 
I hope Ross Chastain ends up in a good team, and I think he will. I think that the door is still open with Chip. Um, I don't think he'll move to the Cup Series right away, but you never know. I think he's talented enough to. And like I said, I would love to see him in the 48 or Matt. So we'll see what ends up happening there. Uh, as other silly season news, Kyle Larson, I mentioned, has signed a one-year contract extension to stay with Chip Ganassi. From what I'm told, it's make or break next year with Chip Ganassi Racing. And uh, there was an article came out recently that I read. There's a lot of NASCAR drivers that aren't making what they used to. And Jimmy Johnson's the only one that's making more than $10 million a year. And it used to be like some of the main guys were making that and more. Uh, Kyle Larson, or Chip Ganassi, has been known to be Cheap Ganassi over the years. And... It wouldn't shock me if Kyle Larson is looking and saying, "Hmm, Jimmy Johnson's got one year left. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll see if that ride's available for me." Uh, Tony Stewart has always wanted Kyle Larson to race for him. I, I think I've spoken on that before. So you have some interesting things there. There's rumors that Kevin Harvick has been offered the booth job that Daryl Walter retired from. So he would go in the booth with Jeff Gordon and maybe Mike Joy. That hasn't been confirmed yet. I don't think Kevin's going to retire this year unless his wife wants him to. And I know, you know, he's got two young kids and he maybe, maybe he wants to. And, you know, maybe if he wins the championship this year, maybe if they get going and he gets to Homestead and can win, maybe they do make a change. I, uh, or maybe he does decide to go out on top. And then that opens up the four, which I think, I think the next. Stuart Haas driver is going to be Cole, I mean, it's going to be Cole Custer, I and mean, he's won five races this year, dominated it along with Christopher Bell in the Xfinity Series. He will be the next guy to move up, I think. So that kind of makes you wonder, well, who's going to be out at Stuart Haas because they don't have an affiliate like uh, Gibbs does with with uh, De Benedetto's team, the ninety five car. So I think. Oh, there's nothing. Suarez is only under contract for this year. They've been, I've heard rumors that they're trying to get a contract extension done with him. I don't see it. I think that this was Suarez was a, if he does good, good. That's good for the team. If he doesn't, well, he's just, he's holding the place for Custer for one more year. So I, I predict he will be in the 41, or maybe the, they'll make change the number, but I think he'll be in the 41 next year. So that's going to leave Suarez without a ride. Paul Menard has said he wants to race next year in the 21 car, and because he's got the sponsorship of Menards and everything affiliated with Penske, I think that'll happen. I think at some point they want to get Austin Sendrick in that 21 car. I think he's he's definitely a talented young guy, but he needs a little bit more experience, I think, in the Xfinity Series. Uh, Tyler Reddick, who's also been doing good, if, if Childress was to add a car, I think he'll go to the Cup Series. He may be like a Justin Allgaier, though, and kind of – Stay in the Xfinity Series for a while. He he he's only under contract with Childress in the Xfinity Series for one more year. So a lot of this stuff is starting to take place. You know, a lot of it's going to depend what happens with Christopher Bell. Where does he end up? Does he end up in the twenty, the eleven, or the ninety-five? And then who's the odd man out? I, if you had told me going into this season, I would have said Denny Hamlin was out. But Denny won Daytona. He won. Uh, was it Texas? And I think that he's safe for one more year. I would get rid of him, though, before I would get rid of Eric Jones because I think Eric has got the talent. He's younger, and if you're JGR, man, you could go into a season next year with Truex, Kyle Busch, both championship drivers. 
you could go in with your two young guys, Eric Jones and Christopher Bell. But if I had to predict, here's what I think is going to happen. Denny's going to stay. Obviously, Kyle and Martin are going to stay. I think Eric Jones is going to get moved to the 95 car. And I think Christopher Bell is going to go into the 20. And that's going to leave Matt Benedetto without a ride, and that's going to suck. But <sighs> this hurts to say, because if you follow me, you know I'm a Redskin fan. So I love Coach Gibbs. But Joe Gibbs Racing is a very cutthroat organization, and I'll tell you how I know this. A few years ago in Indianapolis, uh, Martin Truex Jr. driving the 78 car, which was affiliated, got their motors and stuff from JGR, and Kyle Busch wrecked while battling for the lead. Two of, uh, or excuse me, Kyle Busch's crew chief went to confront Cole Pern and Martin Truex's crew and ended up getting into it with a couple of Truex's pit crew guys, and his pit crew guys ended up cussing him out and everything, and they ended up, JGR suspended them. They suspended Furniture Row Racing's guys because they had a um, affiliation. They were like a fifth Gibbs car in some ways, even though they were outrunning them every week. And that always, that that rubbed me wrong because I'm like, okay, number one, Kyle's crew chief went down there and Kyle's crew chief's got attitude like Kyle. Not as bad, but it's up there. And not, I haven't heard many good words about him, but uh, so he went down there. He should, that's a no-no. If you're going to do that, then this just suspended him. But because of that, and here's the thing that kind of put furniture racing out. Eric Jones was supposed to stay in the 77 car, Truex's team car, for another year. But they blamed Carl Edwards retiring on messing that up because the original plan was Carl, Kyle, Denny, Matt, have Eric Jones in the 77. Then when Matt retired or they pushed Matt out, Matt goes into the 20, or excuse me, uh, Eric Jones would go into the 20 like he did. And then Suarez was going to move up and go into the 77 with the sponsorship and everything. But because Kyle or Carl, excuse me, retired early, that moved Suarez up to the 19 right away. And it was a little too early because he had only, he hadn't had that much Xfinity experience at the time, even though he'd won the championship Another year wouldn't have hurt him, and that was the plan. But they blamed Carl, and because of that, that did, they weren't able to put Suarez in the 77, and then they ended up not having sponsorship for the 77. So they closed the 77, and then part of that deal, and, and then also from what I'd heard, uh, after the 78 team, Furniture Row beat Kyle Busch for the championship at Homestead a couple years ago. They Gibbs raised the prices up big time on equipment and crew guys and everything and put furniture out of business. And it's one of the reasons I don't like JGR. Uh, Like I said, it hurts me to say that. I'm a big Truex fan. Uh, He's, you know, uh, probably in my top five of current drivers. Excuse me. But I can't, I'm not going to buy stuff and everything because I just, I don't, I don't want to root for JGR anymore. And after Carl quit, uh, which, okay, this is just flat-out rumor territory. Carl supposedly didn't like working for JGR, is what I heard. And he had two years left on his contract. That, of course, is up. I wouldn't be shocked if Carl comes back next year or a year after that in some form. But Because I never thought he was done completely. But as he gets older, he might be done completely. But I'm hoping, I'm hoping as if Carl fan he comes back. But supposedly he didn't want to work for JGR anymore. 
even though that they were like 10 laps away from the championship. So, uh, technical difficulties. I'm back. Uh, I'm hoping that we'll get some of this stuff cleared up soon. Uh, so Matt Benedetto, if he loses his ride, he can get back in with another team. Uh, as far as everything else goes, I have, you know, Ryan Newman, I think he's safe in the six car. I don't know who they'd replace him with. Stenhouse is safe, I think. The Dillons are going to obviously be safe where they are. Hemrick, I think he's had an okay rookie year. Nothing too impressive, but not really bad. So, yeah, so we talked about the points. We talked about the races. Uh, Xfinity Series, like I said, it's been the you either been Kyle Busch, Christopher Bell, Cole Custer, Tyler Reddick this year. I think Michael Annette and Ross Chastain are the only other ones. I'm sure I'm missing a cup driver somewhere, but it's been it's been a fun uh, since actually since yeah since NBC has taken over it's been unbelievable it's been a lot of fun and I'm looking forward to these next six races uh, Pocono tomorrow and then man we're getting down to it here and um, I think I've mentioned on some other NASCAR podcasts I'm going to Richmond a playoff race so that's going to be a lot of fun I'll have a lot of pictures hopefully and post them and on on the uh, Facebook page. So let's see, what else was I going to get into? Truck series, Ross Jastain's been doing great, so that's good. Been tearing up those watermelons. Uh, here was the other big kind of news. Uh, if you saw the schedule next year, they're going to do a double header at Pocono. Now, the IndyCar series does this a lot. So next year, they're going to run a cup race at Pocono on Saturday and on Sunday. But today, they announced that they're... Let me, let me read to what uh, how this is going to be. Okay. All right. So what they're going to do, they're going to run two races at Pocono. If you, however you finish in the first race, they're reverting it. They're reversing the field. So the last car on the lead lap will start on the pole for the second race on Sunday. So let's say, hypothetically, Kevin Harvick wins at Pocono and he lapped everybody up to 26th place, and Matt Benedetto is 26th in place, he is, will start on the pole for the second race on Sunday. And that, I don't really like that, I think, because, and also, if you have to race the same car you raced on Saturday. So, if I, I haven't heard, if you get in a wreck, what's going to happen? Do you have to go into to a back, can you go to a backup car, or are you just stuck? So, um, I'll try to get some more information on that by the next race that just came out today that's going to backfire i have a feeling i I don't like that at all because you know why are you punishing kyle bush or kevin harvick or martin truex whoever wins the first race on saturday why are you punishing them by doing so by making them start in the back and maybe get into a wreck like on lap one like in the truck race today at pocono uh they wrecked into turn one like the first two like on lap one, they wrecked. Uh, Stuart Friesen spun out and going three wide for the lead. And then they that was in like turn one, and then on, they didn't even get to turn two in the uh, second green flag when the after they cleaned that up, and they had another caution. So it's I don't like it, but sometimes you got to live and learn with NASCAR, and they are known to do a, make a lot of mistakes before they fix them. So that's probably another one of those. Uh, as I, I think I mentioned 
Chase Briscoe, if I didn't, Chase Briscoe won the Xfinity race at Iowa today. It was a great race. He ended up taking tires late and ended up running down Christopher Bell, who led like all but 17 laps of the race. So he was heartbroken, but that wasn't the big news out of Iowa to me. On the last caution, we had Juan Pablo Montoya, version 2. If you remember back a few years, Juan Pablo Montoya, under caution at Daytona, ran into the jet dryer and blew it up, and it was quite the show, and... <laughs> Hang on. I mean, it even burned a hole in the track. It was, I mean, unbelievable. It was a mess. That race didn't end until like 1 a.m. It was the Daytona 500, and I think it was a Tuesday morning before that thing ended. It was a mess. That rain delay, rain delay, rain delay, and then jet dryer delay. But today, at Iowa, Dylan Bissett was coming to pit road. The cleaner truck, which was kicking up dust like crazy. I don't know how, but he ran into the sweeper at Iowa, tore his car all up. He wasn't able to finish the race. So, yeah, we had Juan Pablo Montoya version 2. A couple years ago at Richmond, they had another incident like that. But the Montoya one was the one that stuck out to me the most. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to Pocono tomorrow. Uh, I, uh, Kevin Harvick's on the pole. Maybe he can go back-to-back. I'm hoping Jimmy does good. And if nothing else, I don't expect Jimmy Johnson to win the championship by any means. But I do hope to have my three, my two main drivers and my third driver in the chase. And right now I've got Kevin and Eric Amarola in it. But as a guy who's been a Jimmy Johnson fan since 2001, when they announced that he was going to be in the 48 Lowe's car, that Jeff Gordon handpicked him. I've seen seven championships. I've seen a ton of wins. I never thought we'd get to the point where we are now. And I hope he can rebound. And I hope, I hope if nothing else, I would give up him making the chase if he still won a race this year because we're getting down to it. And I knew toward the end with Jeff Gordon that those wins were precious as a Jeff Gordon fan. And uh, I still have, I still get chills thinking about that last race he won at Martinsville that got him to Homestead for a chance at that championship. He didn't, he came up short, but to Kyle Busch and Kevin Harvick, but it was a, it was unbelievable run. And, you know, with, if if it in, if Jimmy comes out tomorrow and says he's retiring at the end of the year, as a fan, it's been an unbelievable ride. I've been blessed to see him win almost every one of his races. If I didn't watch it, I listened to it. And I saw seven championships, which I never thought I would see in my lifetime. And the same thing with Harvick. If, if he was to be talked into taking the Fox job and this is his last year, I've been a fan of his since 2001 as well. When he beat my favorite driver at Atlanta in his third race, uh, when he replaced Dale Earnhardt, and I hope that he you know he can go out on top. And um, I don't like I'm used to my guys winning. I saw Jeff Gordon win 13 races one year. I've seen Jimmy Johnson win a ton. Carl Edwards won nine one year. Harvick won was it seven last year. It's it it makes you uh, appreciate him more as a fan because I didn't think we'd get to this point where it would have been July. What was it? 21st <laughs> it took that long for one of my drivers to win but you know and I think Eric's gonna get one before the season's over but and I, you know, I've been I've been having fun in the truck series with Chastain and the Xfinity series as well so um yeah just looking forward to the rest of the season hope my drivers can win a couple more hopefully I'm kind of I'm definitely rooting for Ryan Blaney tomorrow at Pocono so We'll see what happens. Uh, if any news, I'll be keeping up with the news and the silly season uh, rumors and everything. And 
I'll be back to talk about Pocono and then I think on to Watkins Glen. Uh, thank you so much for listening and thank you for putting up with me uh, on social media in some ways. I know some people are like, well, why aren't you podcasting more and what happened? And uh, you know what? I'll go ahead and talk about it. It wasn't anything big. It was the work schedule got, I got always changes in the summer. I'm tired in the summer. I've had some voice issues with allergies, but uh, did have some stuff that I was dealing with. I've been dealing with some stuff all year and it, doesn't affect me in a positive way. I'm not sick that I know of. And it just kind of, it, I wasn't in the mood to podcast. And I actually did record a NASCAR podcast not too long after my last one. And I listened to it and I sounded terrible because I was depressed. <laughs> and it, it, you know, when you don't want to put, if you, um, I hope these podcasts get listened to and I hope people enjoy them. And if I get on there and just, you know, feel sorry for me and, Blah, blah, blah. You know, no one's going to listen to that. And I can't blame them. And if you listen to this, I appreciate you more than you know. I hope you have a great night, morning, afternoon, wherever you're going to listen. I'm going to play another song as we go out, out music this time. And uh, good luck to Kevin, Jimmy, and Eric tomorrow, and Ryan Blaney. Hopefully, uh, if, I, if, I, if Jimmy can't win tomorrow, I hope Ryan does. So uh, thanks again for listening, and have a great whatever. God bless. Oh, man.